Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. So, hello folks, and welcome to yet another episode of the Sales Chat Show. A slightly reduced Sales Chat Show team in the studio today, as uh, unfortunately Phil couldn't make it today for very good reasons. So, Mr. Jones and I are here, Graham Jones, Simon Hazeldean. Uh, We are attempting to uh, plug the vacuum that is left by the empty chair uh, where Miss Mr. Jessen is normally seated. Phil will be back with us for the next round of episodes, we're we're glad to say. Um, This episode is entitled, What are the optimum, or what are, is, or are the optimum number of calls? Yeah, get my grammar right. What is the (laughs) optimum? Optimum number of calls for a salesperson to be making every day. This episode was inspired by a, a question a, um, an old colleague of mine were connected on LinkedIn and he, he dropped me a message and he's um, in the fast-moving consumer goods industry and he was asking me for my opinion on what are the optimum number of calls that a salesperson should make so that they are being as, as productive as possible. So we thought we would have a little debate around this topic. Uh, Mr. Jones, I have no doubt that you have some psychological evidence and research. What is the optimum number of calls for a salesperson to make? I think, without doubt, the optimum number is one. I knew you were going to say something like that. One call a day. One call a day. That's all you need. One call a day. That's all you need. (laughs) Okay, please expand. All the salesperson listening are now going, I can't wait to tell my sales manager that I'm only going to make one call a day. And all the sales managers are going, this is the last time I listen to the sales chat show. That Graham uh, Jones knows nothing. (laughs) Why, Why one? Why one? Because if you have planned to speak to the right person if you've done your research carefully that you know that person is going to be receptive to your call at that particular time if you've done loads and loads and loads of planning and organizing and got everything lined up in advance and you're going to talk to that person about precisely what they want to buy at that moment in time because you've researched that and you understand them then that call is going to make you know, make your money. It's going to work. So we're, so it's not the call. Yeah. It's the preparation for that call that's the most important thing. And if you've done all the preparation properly, you're going to make a lot of money out of that one call. Perfect. So the, obviously the importance of planning and preparation. And I think we're sort of touching here, aren't we, on qualification of those yeah. opportunities. So if this, this person is good to go, really eager to buy, a good match, your, your chances of of making that sale are maximised. Yeah, because the, the, you're, the person who asked you that question on Facebook is coming from the perspective of, you know, should I make 20 calls a day or 15 calls a day or 30 calls yeah. a day or whatever yeah. it is? And that's based on the notion that if I make 20 calls a day and 80% of them don't buy, that's 16 calls I've made where I'm going to get nothing, so I know I'm going to get something out of the remaining four, yeah. the remaining yeah. 20%. So the, whereas 
I would go, well, forget the 16 then, because you're wasting your time. If you know 16 people are call- you're calling are not going to buy, why phone them? Yeah. yeah. I think so all I... you've got to do is know those four people are going to buy and phone them. Because I think, if I recall correctly, I think the very famous Michael Dell from Dell Computers had a, had a sales job that involved phoning people, yeah. and he realised very, very quickly which sort of people bought and which didn't. Yeah. So he, he bucked the rules and yeah. only called the people who were most likely to buy. Which I, I, bet, know... I bet he got told off for not making 20 calls a day <laughs> or whatever it was, was on his target yeah. to do. I mean, this this is the issue. And as our, our, we've uh, interviewed uh, previous episodes, we've had uh, Anthony Steers, the telephone assassin, uh, as, he's, uh, as he's known, who's probably one of the, the leading experts at um, working over the telephone. And he will I say... I delete the word probably when you edit the Yeah, that's, that's true. He is, without, without a shadow, without <laughs> a shadow of doubt, absolutely exceptional. Make sure you look Anthony up if you're looking for someone to help you with that, with that sort of uh, work with your sales team. And he'll say, don't count your calls, make your calls count. Yeah, Which right. is, yeah, okay, someone wants a bit of a cliche. No, it's not. It's, no. you know, it, the, there is, there is, and, and my, my response to, to my former colleague was, I think there is a connection, obviously, between um, the frequency of calls to customers and the more time you spend selling in front of a customer, the more likely you are to get sales. But it's being in front of the right people. So I have a I have a client who have a have a sort of a philosophy of talking to the right customer about the right subject at the right time, yeah. which sounds awfully simplistic, but it's not because it means you're there at the right time. But I think there is. There is a um, consideration about, you know, frequency of calls, providing they're being made to the right people will drive sales. Um, my response to my, my former colleague was, rather than starting with the number, work out what it is you want the salesperson to be doing in the call and what is a reasonable amount of time to allocate to that. Then you can kind of work out what it is. But also, probably more importantly, is do your salespeople understand what good looks like? Do they understand what a good call looks like, yeah. what it's comprised of? Um, so you want them making good quality calls, yeah. as many good quality calls as is sensibly possible for the salesperson to do. This, by the way, this question was from someone asking about field-based salespeople yeah. who are travelling between, between customers. So then I think we have to factor in geographical travel time yeah and certainly we def you definitely don't want to be putting a burden on them that means they will be driving unsafely or too quickly between Quite. between calls um and also you need them to be maintaining that call rate over time so i think it needs to be realistic um yeah and but being very very clear what it is a classic thing in fast moving consumer goods my background would be sort of eight calls a day they're tasked with seeing decision makers because they're calling on retail outlets yeah. 75 80 percent of the time so i think yes monitor monitor those but make sure they have time to do a good quality call and you have them calling on customers that are going to be very likely to be to be customers because you can make you know you can be the most persistent salesperson in the world and you can make a hundred calls to the wrong person it's not going to result it's not going to result in a sale yeah i have a similar conversation with people about their websites because they say you know i've had a hundred thousand visitors on my website and i've not sold anything yeah uh, yeah so if i get another hundred thousand i might sell something and they're, they're just focusing on numbers yes and when you just focus on those numbers you're, you're focusing on the wrong numbers the, the number you need to focus on is how much profit have you made out of each web page because that then tells you, you know, your business is working. Whereas if you just focused on the number of visitors, so if you focus on just the number of calls, yeah. that's 
not the right number. The number you want is how much profit you're making out of each call. So that if you know you're making more profit out of this particular retail outlet you're going to, then go and see that retail outlet more times. Yes. Because they are, whereas the ones who are not buying from you are probably not buying from you for several reasons. Now, you may be able to find out what they are, but if, if you keep going back to them just to tick a box to say you've visited, it's pointless. You've wasted your time when you could have spent more time with the profitable people. So for a website, rather than targeting more people, target the people who are going to spend. Yes. Yeah, it's not just the... I think, as well, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought. We're talking numbers now that um, for sales managers listening in here, um, obviously, it's important to, to, to have some sort of measurements and metrics and things that, that, that you have in your business so you, so you know what's going on. But it's very easy to measure the number of calls that people are making. Yeah. Now, the point is, is that the most important metric you should be measuring? I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it isn't a measure, but if it's the only thing, it's a lazy thing to measure. Have you done, how many calls have you done? Graham, I've done seven. Oh, you're supposed to do eight. You need to, you need to, get, you need to get your numbers up. You, you know, yes, you, 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 know, you can't manage it if you can't measure it and you, you, get what you, you get what you measure. But if you just keep going, I want eight calls, I want eight calls, I want eight calls, salespeople will deliver you their numbers. They're not stupid. But how much motivation and morale are you going to get from Graham, who's just making up another couple of calls, yeah. just just to make up the numbers? So what are you measuring? Why aren't you spending more time with them in those calls to see what's going on, to provide the coaching and the support to build their capabilities to do better calls yeah. and, and therefore and therefore win, win more business? So, you know, don't be a lazy sales manager. It's a very easy thing to measure. Don't just measure it because it's easy. You need to be out there with your people in those calls. And also, sales managers used to be salespeople in the past, Yes, generally. And the world has moved on and changed. And so the selling environment in which salespeople are operating is different to the selling environment you were in when you were a sales manager. And so consequently, if you're imagining that you did eight calls a day, they're not doing the same kind of eight calls. They're getting different responses to what you got when you were a salesperson 20 years ago. Now you're a sales manager. It's different. And so if you don't understand what they're doing, if you're not sitting with them, if you're not listening to the calls they're doing, you're misunderstanding and measuring the wrong numbers. And if they're... If you're if you're ma- managing people by output rather than input, you can sit down with your people and help them to agree with you what the optimum yeah. number of calls. They're not stupid. Give them freedom to manage their they territories and manage their customer yeah. base. The answer is for some people it might be two calls a day geographically. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have two calls a day and achieving target than eight calls a day and not achieving Quite. target. So I think it's just a bit of intelligence as we... As we um, you, you mentioned a word there I don't on. like. Oh, intelligence. No, target. <laughs> oh, target. Oh, <laughs> make sure you find in our back catalogue our heated debate episode, should you scrap sales targets? Oh, we had a right old debate that yeah. day, didn't we? Yeah, Mr. but we Jack. now know that the answer is yes, you should scrap sales <laughs> targets. But, Graham, <laughs> we, we, this, this argument is going to run and run, folks. Make sure you're listening to that episode. You see, it's, it comes when I do a talk about websites and how you can sell on websites i ask people a, a question if you've got a week to make a million pounds on your website and you've got two choices to make that million pounds you could sell an item that's one pound and you've got to find a million people to yeah. buy it or you could sell an item that's a million pounds and you've got to find one person to buy it what's the easiest thing to do 
And virtually everybody says the easiest thing to do is to try and sell a million items at a pound. Yeah. And that's the hardest thing to do. The easiest thing to do is to find the one person who will spend a million pounds with you. That's much easier in a week than to try and find a million customers. Because yeah. you've got to work flat out and you won't find them. Yeah. I was listening to an American guy yesterday um, talking talking about he monetizes Facebook groups. That's, yeah. that's his kind of business. And he has he has a Facebook group that is revenueing seven figures, I think, over a yeah. million million dollars. He has two thousand three hundred members. Yeah. But the point to go back to the points you were making earlier, they're extremely well qualified members Quite. who he knows want what he has to offer. Yeah. He said there's no point in having hundreds of thousands of people in his Facebook no. group. He doesn't he doesn't need that hundred thousand, he needs the two thousand, three hundred, two thousand four hundred <laughs> people who are well qualified and want to spend money with it. It's like building email lists. People go, Oh, I need millions in my email list, you know. And it, there's this kind of competition. We see it in the world of professional speaking. Yes. yes. When but speakers get get together and they say, how many people have you got on your email list? And somebody will go, well, you know, I've got 10,000. And then there'll be the next kind of person who goes, well, uh, my email list has been going for 10 years and I've got 25,000. And they go, well, you know, that's still not good enough because I know a speaker in America who's got 250,000. <laughs> and, and yet I know from research on email marketing that actually to earn money, you only need a 1,000 people on your list. Yeah. It's the 1,000 right people. Which is yeah. absolutely... So you can have a quarter of a million people on your list, of which only 10% are ever opening it anyway. So actually you haven't got a quarter of a million, you've only got 25,000. And of those 25,000, only 1% of them are probably ever going to do anything. And most of them don't really want to know from you anyway. So actually, you're chasing the wrong thing. And this is your guy asking the question about how many calls to make he's chasing the wrong number yeah, yeah. The, the number of calls is irrelevant yeah it's what you do with the calls you do make that's important yeah so calling here on are they calling on the right people and and who are well qualified and in a position to purchase and yes the but having said that there will be a correlation between some sort of correlation between call frequency and sales success to some degree time spent selling in front of customers but it's got to be the right customer at the right at the right time. I think yeah. is the most important. What do you want the salesperson to do? So you need to give them you need to give them the time and please manage them intelligently. I have a a, a client who historically they've they've had a lot of changes in their organisation, but they were selling into hospitals and the old regime was the salesperson was not allowed to leave before six pm. It didn't matter whether there was anybody to see, they had to remain. And you just go, how is that in any way an intelligent way to manage it? You know, the idea being, if you're there, you're going to sell something, but only if you've got some customers who are there at the same <laughs> time. You know, it's just a, talk about managing the role. And apparently they would be reprimanded for leaving before, before that time. And I'd be, no, managed by output. Yeah, managed by output. Not, not were by they input. praised for selling or just reprimanded for I, not I, selling? I, 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 I have a horrible <laughs> feeling they were probably more reprimanded. Yeah. That, that was the but they've had a change and and, and and a much more enlightened approach to it now. But yeah, if you employ an intelligent people, you know, allow them to use their intelligence. Just let them get on with it. Yeah, let them let them get yeah. on with it. So hopefully that has given you some food for thought, folks. Uh, so thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening in. Uh, saleschatshow.com. Absolute 
host uh, of other episodes, 100 plus in the back catalogue. Find that at saleschatshow.com or from wherever you get your normal um, sales, oh, sorry, where you get your podcast from, and obviously particularly your sales podcast like the Sales Chat Show. Um, fantastic to make use of your travelling downtime with listening to, to some good educational material on how to get better because the more you learn, the more you earn. So we would like to just wish you good luck and good selling. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 